Welcome to The Inner Room, a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today. Today, the church celebrates the feast of of Saint Bartholomew, who is one of the apostles. As we remember, the church celebrates one apostle per month. And since we have 12 months and 12 apostles, we can really have a chance to meditate on the life of an apostle throughout the whole month. So for August, we are paying attention to Saint Bartholomew. The gospel tells us something very beautiful about him. Because Jesus looks at him as he's coming towards him and says, Here is a true child of Israel. There's no duplicity in him. That is a beautiful thing to know who we are and to be able to stand in that knowledge, that identity, in such a way that Jesus could say to us, There's no duplicity. Such generosity, such clarity of mind and purpose for who he was. And he's chosen to become one of the twelve, one of the inner circle. So let us think today about friendship with God. Let us think today about what, what is it that we are doing to establish and maintain our friendship with God, which he has extended to us as part of uh, the fact that we are his children. And we will ponder on Revelations a little bit about the fact that these names of the apostles are inscribed in the temple that uh, Revelation visualizes for us in the visions of St. John and Psalm 145 which continues to be one of the Davidic ones of the last few uh, in 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 the psalm book which is 145 and we know there's 150 so towards the end of our psalm book we hear your friends make known O Lord the glorious splendor of your kingdom again deep friendship with with God in the psalm will Help us to meditate and ponder on that friendship with Jesus. The book of Revelation that St. John writes in the island of Patmos declares all of these visions that are unique about what is to happen. This fall, I am actually going to be on a study of the book of Revelation and I look forward to it because it's been many years since I did a study on the book of Revelation and it's always a good idea to return and to re-study things so that we can maintain the understanding present but mostly so that we can really live the promises and I think it'll be a very wonderful thing given that we are living through such tumultuous times and today in the um, church service the mass that I attended this morning one of our priests was saying something remarkably wonderful he was saying that in every age as one, just 
wonders and signs were happening and also tumultuous turmoil and chaos was happening people have wondered if they were in the end of times you know i remember in the year 2000 when we were about to change calendars people were pondering about that and imagine the year 1000 and how about when the great wars you know world war one world war two and people like my grandma who died recently who experienced so many different wars because there was a civil war and my grandpa went to korea in world war ii so we can always ponder about the end times but i think since for 2000 years people have been thinking that right i mean the temple of jerusalem is destroyed in the year 70 people at that time must have thought that the end of times were coming but jesus tells us clearly we don't know when that's going to happen god knows and for us, the job is to prepare, just to prepare because our life will come to an end, whether we are in the end times or not. But I have joined this study because I want to dive deeper into the mystery of the book of Revelation. And today, for the Feast of St. Bartholomew, we have chapter 21 and only a few verses. An angel spoke to me saying, says the verse, come here, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. He took me in spirit to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city of Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. And it describes all the splendor and the beauty and the sort of jewels that are gleaming and shining. And there's a wall with 12 gates and there there's 12 angels that are stationed there. But on this feast of St. Bartholomew, we see that there are tribes of the children of Israel, so the 12 tribes, and that three of the gates are facing each of the four cardinal points. But the names of the 12 apostles are inscribed. So we know that Nathaniel, Bartholomew's name, was inscribed there. Will our name be written in the book of life? Are we living lives that are going to assure us that we have loved God, that we have loved one another, that we have taken on the challenge to walk through life knowing who we are, that we are children of God. We are daughters and sons of a king. We have that divine filial relationship, and that defines us. Do we make that known by our actions, by our thoughts, by the way we turn our feelings when they go astray? In the last couple of days, my feelings have been all over the place. My son leaves in four hours at two in the morning, I'm taping this late at night, and we have to take him to the airport in just a little bit. We've been packing his suitcases, and he leaves in this auspicious time, right, where uh, there's so much going on. In our area where we live in Houston, we've got two hurricanes coming. One, or Marco, <laughs> actually has his name, and Laura. And he leaves uh, the area just in the nick of time to to miss all the rains that are predicted. And, of course, he leaves with gloves and masks and hand sanitizer to go by plane, which is completely not what we were planning. We were planning to drive him, stop by uh, my husband's best friend's place, who also attended Yale and reminisce and have like a long weekend of this activity, but it cannot happen. Uh, what we were predicting did not happen. As we read in the book of Revelation, 
God has made predictions and this will happen because it is the word of God. And we can rely and trust on those. And right now we are trusting that God has allowed this event to take place. My son is attending this university. They are going to be face to face this fall. And we are sending him off with our blessings. So we ask that if you're listening to this and want to join us in praying, that you do so. That you pray for the protection of all these young men and women that are attending campuses for an end of COVID, for a solution to be found, a cure to be found, a medicine to be found that can put an end to it. And for a return of our lives to a more meaningful existence that we may have learned something from this experience that returns us in a whole new way to life as we knew it. Psalm 145 verse 12 says, Your friends make known, O Lord, the glorious splendor of the kingdom. If you and I act in a way that Jesus can count us as his friend, then our life has to reflect the glorious splendor of the kingdom in the smallness of the things that we do. We read, let all your works give you thanks, O Lord. So we can start by that, saying thank you, Lord, and be specific. Thank you that we are packing this luggage today, Lord. Thank you that we've got the things that he needs. Thank you that there are people awaiting for him on the other end. Thank you that he's made all this effort and work uh, to be able to go there. Thank you that we can help pay for this. So that's the thankfulness of today. Uh, even as my heart is heavy, we've prepared for these all these years and it's time for him to take on this mission that he has worked hard to get. And I've cried so many times today, I can't even think about how many a lot of times I have just broken into tears tears of joy tears of gratefulness tears of sadness tears of concern you know that my desire I trust that everything will work as God intends it and at times I wonder oh my goodness all of these details about being in quarantine and now having to go on a plane and having to go in a taxi, all of these different things come through my mind and I turn them over to God and I say, Lord, take them over, take them over. You have planned it, you know, his life, you know what you've destined him to do and we entrust him to you. In the verses today, we say, let them discourse of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might. This is so important as friends of God. We want to talk about all the ways that God has shown up for us in our lives, all the things that he has delivered, everything that he has given us. It's impossible to be grateful and to be worried at the same time. So I've spent my day giving thanks. I created a meal today that lasted for many, many hours because I tried to cook the soups that I usually cook in the fall for him, uh, you know, pumpkin soup and seafood soup and, and all of these special things that he likes. And we had some stories that we told and I I cooked for a long time and I was just grateful as I cooked, grateful for all the moments I've had with him because as I am grateful, I cannot be worried. So I have focused on being grateful and I encourage you to do the same. 
The verses continue, making known to men your might and the glorious splendor of the king of your kingdom. Your kingdom is a kingdom for all ages, and your dominion endures through all generations. Let us count ourselves amongst God's friends. We are his children. We are friends to one another as well. And let us practice what these verses tell us, to tell of the things that God has delivered for us, to give thanks, and to tell of his just and holy works in our lives. The Gospel is from John 1st, and the verses are 45 to 51, and it recounts the story about Nathaniel becoming one of the twelve. And it is Philip who finds him and tells him, Hey, we have found the one about whom Moses wrote in the law. And it's Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. So he talks about Jesus with his affiliation to his earthly father and to his location. And Nathaniel, who is a very practical person, says, What good can come from Nazareth? It's such a small place, right? And everybody was expecting the Messiah to come from a great big place and to be connected to David's lineage in a very unique, specific way that spoke about salvation and victory. So even the ones that are being chosen are pondering and wondering because they don't know that the Messiah has arrived, right? In that same sense of pondering and surprise can take place in our lives. I had no idea I was going to have a beautiful son in my life. And and then he was born with that sense of joy and surprise. And I have been blessed to be able to accompany him f- through all of these years through high school, into high school and now beyond, to be able to applaud him and support him and love him, even though it will be now from a distance. Here we see Philip comes coming to Nathaniel and saying, come and see. And Jesus sees him coming and says what I mentioned before. Here is the true child of Israel. There's no duplicity in him. This is a prayer that I pray. Sometimes we want to please everybody. We want to be everything to everybody. And I know St. Paul said that that was one way that he did it, to preach to everybody in a way they could hear. But duplicity in not being strong enough in our beliefs or flaking out when we feel scared because we have a belief that others are not going to approve of. I know, for example, abortion is one of them, that it's a very hot topic in these days. And if you mention that you support life, you can have people coming at you with very negative things. Here it is where I pray, Lord, let me have no duplicity. Let me be one of yours. And to love those that are different and have different thoughts and beliefs than mine, to love them and to find ways to be unified, but at the same time stand for the truth. Nathaniel asks Jesus, how do you know me? And Jesus tells him, before Philip called you, I saw you under the fig tree. These little details of the Bible give us a sense of the pace, of the flow, of the geography, the landscape, the topography. And here we see fig trees. We have a couple of fig trees. My brother has a very big one in our neighborhood that this year gave hundreds of figs. And it is so fresh to sit under it. 
because the leaves create this sort of almost air conditioning space and you can imagine if you've been to the holy land that is hot so he was sitting under one but also the beauty that nathaniel was sitting how hard it is for us to take a moment and just sit in nature sit under a tree the fact that one of the apostles is chosen and is doing that is a great example for us to take time to be in nature to observe nature to be one with nature to enjoy the a moment of reflection, of pause, or of leisure. We live very, very fast lives. So Nathaniel answers again, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. It doesn't take him very long to say that. He trusts in his friend Nathaniel. He meets Jesus. Jesus tells him something. And he immediately opens his heart. So my prayer with Nathaniel also is, Open my heart, Lord. Open my heart like Nathaniel's heart that I may be able to acknowledge who you are in my life. And Jesus then answers to him, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? Jesus is telling him something that surprises again Nathaniel. And he tells him, You're going to see much more amazing things walking with me. You will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending. And this is part of the vision that we have in the book of Revelation. So there's sort of a, a, a closed circle here as we return back to this vision of the angels coming to John to show him the names of the apostles inscribed. Let us then pray together. Lord, please give us your grace that we may choose wisely that we may walk rightly, that we may, in our friendship with you, choose to please you with our ways, with our thoughts, with our actions, and that one day our names may be inscribed in the book of life. We pray for all the students that are flying or have already flown to their uh, places of school. My oldest son actually starts school tomorrow as well. He's studying architecture and it's his last year. And I'm so proud of him. And let us pray for all of them that are beginning, that they may be safe. And we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Mm-hmm.